and a Sunday morning service. And so this is Faith Month, and we're believing for a deposit of the faith of God into your life so that you can see the miraculous happen through you. Amen. God's going to do some amazing things in your life personally, your family, um, in this church, in this community. And it all, it all comes through faith. Say faith. faith. So when God speaks to you, there's a, there's a deposit of faith that gets put into your heart. And, you know, you can't help but believe God. Because it's so real when the voice of God comes, when the living word comes, and it's deposited on the inside of you, and you hear God speak, it explodes. The word of God explodes on the inside of you. And all doubt and all unbelief just go out the window. And there's nothing greater than, than God speaking to you. And so we're pressing in to hear the voice of the Lord. Look at the person next to you say, we're going to hear... God speak to us personally this month in the name of Jesus. In our pure conference last year, which set the tone for the year, uh, Proverbs 3.15 says that wisdom is more precious than rubies. And nothing you desire compares with her. And so we're going after the wisdom of God. You see, um, for those of you who might be new to pure over the last 15 years, we laid a foundation, and the Lord has led us and guided us step by step. He's called us to really reach the next generation. That's what we do Monday through Friday. That's our mission in the week. On the weekends, we minister to families, right? And our heart here is for you know, to know the voice of God personally, and we want to teach you, train you, and raise you up in how to follow God's voice, how to live according to the Word how to have a relationship with the Father, and how to live a life by faith. I do not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And I say it all the time, but um, Psalm 139 tells us that God had a plan for our lives before we were even formed in our mother's womb. And He wrote that plan in a book for you before a single day had passed. And if you could ever tap into that book and read the story God wrote about your life, your life will never be the same again. Because your talents, your gifts, and everything that you are, your personality is perfectly designed for the plan God has for you. And your life doesn't make sense until you find out who you are in Christ Jesus. And that's what we're all about around here, helping you discover it. And on the journey, He just sets you free from everything that has had you bound. Amen. And this is going to be a year of divine increase on every side. So we're going to be pressing in and we're going to see God give us opportunities. Look at somebody and say opportunities. Brand new doors of opportunity are opening up this year. And I'm going to have the wisdom of God to know to step into that door. When it shows up, say, I will not miss my moment. I will not miss my promotion. I will not miss my increase. I'm not missing it. I am ready, waiting for it to open, and I'm stepping into it. And so over the last 15 years, we laid this foundation. And, and really, in 2022, coming towards the end of 22, I felt like I was losing my salvation slightly. I don't know if you ever have one of those moments where you feel like, eh, God, where are you? Am I still on the right track? I was having one of those moments. It was a hide-and-seek moment where I felt like the Lord was hiding His face from me. And I'm like, where are you? 
<laughs> I hope he does that to you. Because it gets you hungry. It gets you desperate. It gets you seeking. It gets you searching. You know? And what, what I realized was that what God had promised me back in 2005, that I was in the finishing season of what he had said, but I didn't know what was next. And so in, in last year, and actually the end of 2022, coming into 2023, the Lord began to unlock the next 10, 15 years of what we're getting ready to do. Actually, the next 20 years. And what's really interesting to me is over the last 15 years, the Lord would show me year by year what was coming. But in 2022, God unlocked 10 years of vision and showed me 20. Look at somebody and say, Jesus is not coming back tomorrow, but he's coming back really soon. And I see 20 years still. So those of you that are waiting to leave the planet, you're on the wrong track. There'll be wars, rumors of wars. There'll be pestilence. There'll be plagues. There'll be shakings. There'll be earthquakes. There'll be all this stuff happening in the earth. But wait, it's not yet. Huh? That's what he said. And we can be so caught up about what the devil is doing. What's going on in the world with all its problems? We're actually hearing the voice of the father, the devil, and his plans to bring destruction. But we have to shut that voice off. You've got to cut yourself from every news network and media thing that just talks problems. That's bad news. I want you to know there's good news. And we need to be about our father's business. Because when he returns to the earth, he's going to find faith in me. I'm going to know what came out of his mouth, and I'm going to be found doing what he said to do. Can you say amen? And I don't care what anybody else is doing, but I will be found faithful because I want to hear the words, Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. And so that's what we're running after. We're building schools in Africa. We're reaching young people. We're reaching more young people than we've ever reached in our lives. Can you say amen? Look at the person next to you. Say, you're part of a church that is raising up another generation who are going to know their God and do mighty things in His name. We got kids graduating schools nowadays. They have no idea what they're doing. They're going to these colleges and they're being indoctrinated with a bunch of crap. And they're coming out of there losing their minds. All this gender stuff going on. Trying to confuse this generation. But we're coming in there and we're going to take their minds and we're going to wash it in the Word of God and we're going to show them who they are and they're going to know God and they're going to get a vision for their lives and when they graduate high school, oh my God, they're going to step into what God has for them and they're going to be nation shakers. I said nation shakers. We're going to raise them up in the anointing. We're going to raise them up in their giftings. And listen, we're saved. Look at the person next to you say, you're saved. But there's a whole generation that needs to awaken to who God is. And if we as a church will come around this move of God to reach the next generation, that wave that is going to hit them is going to splash on us.
Oh, we're going to get hit with this over the spray of what God is doing. Can you say amen? And so family, it's not about what happens in the four walls of a church on a Sunday morning. It's what happens outside of the church on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Can you say amen? And Sunday, we're just coming to celebrate what God's been doing all week because we've been out in the world taking territory. We're the light in darkness. We're the salt of the earth. What does salt do? It preserves. And if we do not stand in righteousness... If we don't have a pillar of righteousness, our, this generation will rot and decay. But not on our watch. Mm. Yeah. Glad you put your hand out. I felt like punching you in the chest. He saw it coming too. Just add my hand, Pastor. Don't put your foot on my chest. I know you're pumped up. But it's like fire in your bones. Yeah, it's not a smoldering fire. It's a raging fire. <laughs> ah, so anyway, let me share one or two thoughts with you, and then we'll, we'll head out of here. Because we can have church all day. We're just flowing right now. Amen. So um, this is Faith Month, and last week we spoke about, just kind of introduced that faith is a substance. Look at someone and say, faith is a substance. And the Bible says it is the substance of things you hope for, and it is actually evidence of things not seen. What does that mean? When God speaks to you and God shows you what He has for your life, this deposit of faith substance gets put on the inside of you. And there is a confidence in you that what God said is already done. And you have evidence that you carry in you, but it's not seen with your natural eyes yet. Go to, uh, go to Psalm 119 verse 30. Man, what a service today. Now, I don't think you guys realize what happened here. So, the fullness of this evangelist gift got unlocked in our house. You see, there's gifts in the body of Christ. He give, he's, given the fivefold, he's given the fivefold ministry. Ephesians tells us that there's the fivefold ministry. There's the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. And when those gifts grow up and they unlock into their fullness in the house, the authority in Jesus, in that calling, subdues everything under its feet. So today, sickness and disease under the gifting of the evangelist in the fivefold ministry, in that authority, it has been subdued. It is now under our feet. And our church was going to break into the miraculous and into healings like we've never seen before. Today is just the unlocking of the door, but you're about to see it because this is now an apostolic house. Can you say amen? And along with it comes the fullness of God, including miracles, signs, and wonders. Ah, okay, let me get back to where I was. One, so, Shebra. Psalm 119, 
Psalm 119, verse 130. Psalm 119 is such a good psalm about the word of God. You should read that. It'll blow your mind. Uh, 130. I think it's also the longest psalm in the Bible. It says here, at the entrance of your word gives light. Say, at the entrance of his word, it gives light. So even the simple can understand. Look at the person next to you. Tell them there's hope for you. (laughs) Even the simple-minded get understanding. So there's hope for every one of us in here. So at the entrance of God's word, there is light. Look at the person next to you. Say, let there be light. Go to the book of Ephesians chapter 1. In the book of Ephesians chapter 1, this is the Apostle Paul. Go to verse uh, 15. Ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus. Look at the person next to you say, you got strong faith in the Lord Jesus. And your love for God's people everywhere. I have not stopped thanking God for you. Praying for you constantly. Asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom. Father, I pray, even as the Apostle Paul prayed, that you would give us spiritual wisdom. Let your wisdom be poured out on us. And insight. So that you might grow in your knowledge of God. And I pray that your hearts would be flooded with light. So that you can do what? What is the light's purpose? So you can understand the confident hope he's given to those he's called. His holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. And I pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power. You see, when the light of God shines in your heart, look at somebody and tell them God is spirit. He's looking for those who will worship him in spirit and truth. Right? That's the the book of John. God is spirit. Say God is spirit. The Bible also says God is love. You know what else God is? God is light. And in him there's no darkness. So when God speaks, light comes out of his mouth. And when God speaks, that light penetrates your heart. And when his light penetrates your heart, you see something that he has for you. And God wants his light to shine in your heart so you can see who you are, see what he has for you, what your inheritance is, so you can understand the power of God, that same power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of authority at God's right hand. When the Spirit of God reveals these truths to you, I'm not just talking about reading the letters in your Bible. I'm talking about when the Holy Ghost takes these words and He speaks them into your heart. It'll be like God writing on the tablet of your heart. We're not writing on tablets of stone on the mountain. No, God is writing on the tablet of your heart. And when God speaks into your heart, light is shed abroad in your heart and you can see what God has for you. 
And that's what faith is all about. When you see what belongs to you, you have a confident expectation that what God said is mine. And your belief system now is unshakable. Some of you look at me like a deer in the headlights. Pastor, calm down. I can't calm down. I can't. I, I, I saw buildings going up in the nation of Kenya in the next 10 years. It is, it's totally impossible for me to do in my own ability, but God said it. That means it's already done. I've seen the light. I know it's happened, and we're going to walk it out, and in the next 10 years, we're going to see it become a reality. Can you say amen? We're going to shake the nation of Africa. The last time I checked, God was coming back for sheep and goat nations, and we're going to be impacting the nations for the kingdom of God. Can you say amen? Starting right here in the city of Fort Pierce. Oh, there's going to be a light tower right here. It's going to shine for this community to see. I'm telling you, God's not just doing it in Africa. God is doing it right here at home. We're just setting the, we're setting the pathway for it to go to the nations. Right now, we're just laying the foundation for the, what unlocks here to flow into the nations. See, the foundation is laid here, but revival is coming. That wave, that thing... This one right here, that's everywhere, on your Bible and on your pad and everywhere. That wave of the glory of God is coming to awaken a generation. And we are just setting the parameters for that thing to operate. And we're going to protect the move of God so it will not be destroyed by religion, by tradition, government, or anybody else. Can you say amen? And you're going to fund it. Yes, you're going to fund it. Look at somebody and say, we're going to fund this move of God. It's going to come through God's people. And let me tell you, you're going to, you're going to take over industries. There's this thing that has happened in the church world in the last whatever number of years where they've separated the secular from the sacred. As if you have to come away from the world and have nothing to do with the world. No, God wants you to go into the world and preach the gospel. God wants you to go into the darkness and be the light. God wants you to go into those places and take the wealth of the wicked because it's stored up for the righteous. What is the purpose of the wealth? To build the kingdom so that we can awaken another generation. So Jesus can get the glory for his sacrifice it's the people God wants and the only thing holding the church back is resource and I have days where I'm tempted to leave ministry to go make money because my wife and I can make mega money if we want to if we put all our energy into making money we can make money But I'm here to tell you it's your job to go into the world and plunder Egypt, get the resources, bring it into the kingdom so we can buy properties, we can build buildings, we can educate kids, we can raise up teachers, we can fund this thing God wants to do. And I'm declaring in this house, listen to me, I'm telling you the truth. No, we're going to do it anyway, babe, but we're staying focused on what we're doing. We're not moving from the call. Money's not shifting me. It's coming. But you get antsy. You're like, how's God going to get it? I'll do it for you. I'll do it, Jesus. Go ahead. Just say, say the word. I'll do it. No, but God wants to raise you up to do it. Can you say amen? I'm here declaring what God wants to do. And if you will catch the vision, 
If you will grab the word of God that I am telling you, the Bible says where there is no redemptive revelation, the people perish. I'm standing here today and I'm telling you what God's getting ready to do. And if you will say, God, I want to be a part of the move that you're getting ready to do in the earth and I will fund it, God. And you'll say, position me, bring increase to me, God. I'll, I'll buy the properties that need to be, I'll build the buildings that need to be built, Lord God. I'll buy the sound systems. I'll pay the salaries of the teachers. I don't want to be under ELC anymore, Early Learning Coalition. They have too many rules in government. We need people in the church that will rise up and be Fortune 500 companies that will bring in the wealth. And we'll give grants to people and say, if you don't teach Jesus, you don't get money. But right now, everybody says, no, if you want the money, you can't say one word about Jesus. Well, those days are over. Because there's a new breed of people, and we're not going to take it anymore. And in 10 years, God will raise you up. In five years, He'll raise you up. But you've got to put your hands to the plow, and you've got to say, I'm going to be part of this move of God. And you say, well, I'm retired. Put four brand new tires on and keep moving. You carry the wisdom already. John, he moved you out of limited to limitless. No, just stay there. Raise him up, God. Him an angel. Remember, we prophesied millions would flow through your hands. It's time. It's time. Listen, listen to me. If you consider the wind and the waves, you'll do nothing. If you're waiting for perfect conditions, you'll accomplish nothing. You have to take the word of God and say, I am going to do it. And with God's help, we're going to shake things up. Can you say amen? But we're so caught up about the next car we're driving, the next piece of clothing we're wearing, the next vacation we're going on. We keep buying crap from China that we don't even know where to put it in our houses anymore. It's plastic. Timu. You need to delete Timu. The Chinese Amazon. So I want to encourage you today, family. The Lord said this to us. He said, clear the altars of sacrifice and begin to offer new sacrifices. Over the last 15 years, it was a small group of people that built us to where we are, but you're here today. And if every one of us will begin to offer sacrifices on the altar of God, I will not give unto the Lord that which costs me nothing. Because if you give God things that cost you nothing, it's not worship. He's looking for people that are living sacrifices, that will fully surrender their lives and everything unto the Lord for His plans and purposes. And I'm believing in this season, God's dreams will become your purpose. God's dreams will become your purpose. And that you will fulfill God's dream. And I'm here telling you that God wants to awaken another generation. When I stand up here on Sunday mornings and I see these little teeny weeny little Three-year-olds with their hands raised, worshiping God. That melts me. Because they don't need religion. 
They don't need tradition. They don't need to be told they can't be, do anything for the Lord. We're going to raise up youth teams around these parts of the world that are going to have the full Holy Ghost on the inside of them. And God's going to use young people to impact our community. Your kids. And I want to encourage you, get them in our schools, get them in our programs. you got to see fresh starts on a, on a Friday that happen in our school. The glory of God is stronger than it is in this building. Kids coming under the power of God, having visions, dreams, encounters, being delivered and set free from. You know, kids are on, on drugs. You have this condition and they start feeding our kids drugs at a young age to, to adjust their behaviors. Putting all these labels on them, we're seeing those labels break off our kids in our centers. Because we have men and women of God that are standing and believing God to bring freedom to our kids. Can you say amen? And there is a system that is designed to bring destruction to this next generation. From gender confusion, to medication, to mental illnesses, to learning disorders, to all these names they're putting on our kids. And we're ending it, I'm telling you right now. Not on our watch, not in our in our perimeter. No, this is an embassy. And every place that our feet touch on this ground is holy ground. And when you show up on our property, God's going to meet you there. So you're here and you've got to make it like Pastor Mike was saying. You've got to choose to be obedient or you can stand on the outside and watch it. But I encourage you to get involved. Can you say Amen. We're buying a 2,000-seater tent. It's being made right now. It'll be delivered probably the end of this month. It's a $40,000 tent. Somebody can buy it. Make the decision. It'll be you. We need a $40,000 sound system. Make the decision. I'll buy it. Nobody's shouting now. We want to buy this property. I don't want the bank. I don't want to have to pay five grand to the bank anymore. Just an in interest. We need to pay it off and take that $7,000 we're giving to the bank and put it into what we're doing. Can you say amen? So God's going to raise somebody up. It's either going to be you or it's going to be me, but it's going to get done. Can you say amen? And if you'll just say, God, make me a resource. Flood resources through my hands, and I'll bring it to the kingdom for your glory. See, God calls ministers, but God also puts anointing on people to raise the money. And I have to lay down my life to preach it, but you have to lay down your life to give it. That's how this thing works. But what I'm excited about is that God has put both anointings on my wife and I. So I'm not scared. But I'm here to tell you what's available. And if you'll grab hold of it, you'll see the anointing that Pastor Mike was. The power to produce wealth. The favor of God come on you to produce resources for the purposes of God. It's available. But you have to make the decision to surrender and come under it. And you'll be tested. You'll be tested with a 10,000. You'll be tested with a 100,000. You'll be tested with a million. And if you pass the test, God will promote you. Because the silver and the gold belongs to God. He knows where it is, and he'll just open doors, and he'll favor you, and he'll put you in the right place, and he'll put it in your hands. I've heard so many stories of this. I've seen God do it in our lives. 
He's going to do it in yours. Can you say amen? Come on, stand with me. Hallelujah. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor their seed begging bread. Hallelujah. So family, before we close today, before we leave here today, we want to make sure that everybody's right with God. We want to make sure that your relationship with the Lord, that there's nothing between you. You never want to feel like God's up there and I'm down here. God's design is that you walk in relationship with the Lord, that you know His voice, and that you learn to follow His guidance. That's what this is. And the entrance into that, the entrance into the presence of God, so that you can hear from your heavenly Father, comes through Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And nobody, say nobody, gets to the Father except through Him. You see, He's one with the Father. And when you accept Jesus and what He did for you, it opens an ancient gate, an ancient door on the inside of you. And the glory of God can come. I have an ancient gate. Yeah, because God knew you before the foundation of the world. And there's a place in you that only God can fill. Money, stuff, lust, nothing can fill that void. It's the presence of God. And Jesus is the one that unlocks that on the inside of you. And there's nothing greater than the Holy Ghost coming on the inside of you and you know you have a Father in heaven. We read that scripture that God our Father, He's the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's your heavenly Father too. And Satan did a good job in the Bible, in, in the Garden of Eden to separate man from God. But Jesus came back to restore us in relationship with God our Father. And all you have to do is put your trust in Him. And so I ask you today, how's your relationship with the Lord? If you died today, are you 100% sure you'd go to heaven? I want you to close your eyes. I want you to check your heart. And if you're in this place today and you say, you know what? Things are not right between me and the Lord. I'm going to get them right today. I want you to slip your hand up right now and say, yep, pray for me. I see your hand. I see your hand. Anybody else? I see your hand. You know, thank you. I see your hand. You say, I know my life isn't right with the Lord. I'm getting it right today. I'm not leaving this place until me and the Lord have got everything worked out. I want peace in my heart with God. If you don't have peace in your heart concerning your relationship with the Lord, we need to work on that today. That's the greatest miracle that can ever happen in your life is that you come to know Jesus. Those of you who raised your hands, I want you to slip out of your chairs really quickly. Come stand with me. I want to pray with you. Give them a big round of applause as they come. If you know you need to be up here today, I want you to step out of your chair, be bold, and come up here. Let's pray together. Hallelujah. Can you say thank you, Lord Jesus? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Come on, guys. Come stand right here with us. Thank you for being brave enough to raise your hands. Come on, guys. If there's anyone else, come on. This is your moment. This is it. Come on. Don't stay in your seat. If you raise your hand, come stand with me. I want to pray with you. Don't let people around you hold you back. It's between you and Jesus. And it's the life you walk with Him. Amen.
Who else? Come on. Yep, there's room for everyone. If you're out there today, come on. Your heart's beating in your chest right now. That's the Lord knocking on the, the door of your heart saying, let me in. And don't ignore him today. Don't resist him today. Let him into your heart. Let his presence come on the inside of you. The covenant that we have with God is he takes out the stony, stubborn heart. He puts in a brand new heart, a heart that is tender and responsive towards him. In this covenant, God comes in, puts his spirit on the inside of you, and he begins to write things on the tablet of your heart. And I'm telling you, the light of God is visiting you today. Even as the earth was empty, formless, and void, and God said, let there be light. Today, the light of God is going to penetrate your spirit, and it is going to expel darkness, and you are going to become a child of light. And you will walk with the Lord, and you will never be the same again. Pray this prayer with me, those of you that are standing here. Say this, say, Heavenly Father, I stand before you today, and I choose to put my trust in Jesus Christ your son. I believe he died and that you raised him from the dead. God, I ask you to forgive me. And I choose to forgive every person that's come against me in any way. I put my trust in you, Lord Jesus. I ask you, Lord, to give me a new heart that's tender and responsive, that will obey you, God. I don't want to resist you anymore, Lord. Fill me with your spirit so I can hear your voice. I put my life in your hands today. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And I trust you, Lord. Take my life. Shape it. Mold it. Make it to what you want it to be. I want to be a vessel that is used for your kingdom for your glory. Say, I receive the gift of salvation today. In Jesus' name. Dancing, yeah, I feel like dancing. Dancing, yeah, I feel like singing. Singing. Katana, huh? Your presence is sweet like Manzana. Yeah. My father, the glory, the honor. Hand to the sky, take me up like I'm NASA. Huh? See his love in my heart, pure sight, pure sight. Light from the dark, that's pure bright. Huh? In Christ, wanna know what it feel like? Man, it's pure life. Yeah, I feel like dancing.
muestra bailando 